Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Holy Family Presents. This episode is part of a series of episodes where we're sharing talks from a recent Evangelized 2020 core team retreat given at our parish. Our core team is a group of adult volunteers that assists with our high school youth ministry program, Life Teen, helping to evangelize and lead teens closer to Christ and a relationship with him and his church. In this talk, a former Life Teen alumni, one of the teens who has actually graduated from attending our program and is now out working in the world, came back and she spoke to our group of core members about Mary Magdalene and her witness as the first person to proclaim the gospel to those in the world that Christ has risen and what that means for us. She dove into how Christ always makes evangelization personal. We hope that this talk from Maggie Trezolo is something that can inspire your day and inspire your work in evangelization to go out there and make Christ known personally to every single person you encounter. Let's get into it. So good morning, guys. I know pretty much all of you. I didn't expect that. So for those of you who don't know me, I am quite literally a product of this Life Teen group. Nick and I have known each other probably for... 12 years I think at least and then Josh too we all went through this life team program together I met my husband down here he asked me out on the stairs we got married upstairs a year and a half ago so I have a lot to owe this life team program so before we start I just want to first of all thank you guys for everything that you do the impact that you have on these teens and this is coming from personal experience is astronomical they're this program wouldn't run without its core team. And I think sometimes it's hard to realize that when you're in the middle of it. So just take a second and realize how much you mean to these teams. So with that being said, I have the immense privilege and honor of talking about Mary Magdalene this morning. And when Nick first gave me the topic, I was like, yeah, great. I know nothing about her. This is going to be fun. And so I was like, all right, I don't really know what to do. So I started, you know, reading through the Gospels and where she appears. And I started doing some research on Google. And I realized the magnitude and the just the immensity of her role in history. She, like, jo- or like, oh my gosh, I called you Josh again, sorry. sorry. Like <laughs> Nick said, my was... she was the first witness to the risen Christ so the magnitude of Mary's role in history just really blew me away over the last two weeks and I'm excited to share that with you this morning so I figured what better way to start our time together than to dive into the Gospels Um, I really want you guys to take a minute and quiet your hearts and I want you to meditate upon this amazing moment in history because this is a moment that I think is often overlooked and I know I've overlooked it in the past So if you could just close your eyes and really put yourself into this story for just a couple of seconds. We'll start in prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for bringing us together today. We ask that you help to quiet our hearts and souls. And we ask that you help us to open our our ears and our, our minds, our hearts to hear whatever it is that you're trying to speak to us today. Father, that we ask that you send your Holy Spirit down upon us and fill us with courage and strength that we might go out and be evangelists of this, this joy and this great news that Jesus has indeed risen. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. 
Be still and know. Be still. Be. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning, while it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived first. He bent down and saw the burial cloth there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloth there, and the cloth had, that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned home, but Mary stayed outside the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she bent over into the tomb and saw two angels in white sitting there, one at the head and one at the feet, where the body of Jesus had been. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken my Lord, and I don't know where they laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus there, but did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? She thought it was the gardener and said to him, Sir, if you carried him away, tell me where you laid him, and I will take him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Stop holding on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them, I am going to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary of Magdala went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and what he told her. So just take a second to meditate on the beauty of that scene. <coughs> so I feel like that this is a scene that can easily get overlooked while reading through the, the, this, these chapters of the gospel because it's very simple. And it's nestled in between huge moments, right? But when we go and unpack it, we find incredible truths that are written in these 19 verses. And we learn that Mary was the first person to whom the risen Christ appeared. And she was then told to go forth and tell everybody that he had risen. And to really understand the impact that this has on history, I think it's important that we look at what we know about Mary Magdalene. There's a lot of controversy in the church about who she was, but I think it's important to focus on the things that we know for certain about her. Number one, we know that Mary was a sinner. So Luke chapter 8 verse 2 tells us that Jesus was traveling with his disciples and a group of women during his, his ministry. And the women that he was traveling with, some of them had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities, and Mary was one of them. She was one from whom seven demons had gone out. So this immediately makes Mary relatable to us, right? She's not perfect. However, 
God still chose her. Jesus still chose to heal her and use her to spread the joy of the resurrection. So that's the first thing that I think is really important that we know about Mary. The second thing we know about Mary is that she suffered. So Mary suffered twice in the course of the death of Christ, right? She first suffered at the, at the time of the crucifixion. John names her as one of the women at the foot of the cross. So Mary, if we think about it, she literally sat there and watched her teacher, her mentor, her friend murdered, crucified in front of her, and she suffers the first time. But then she suffers a second time because she suffers for the inexplicable disappearance of Jesus's body. She goes to the tomb and his body is gone and she thinks it's been stolen. And she, she weeps, she weeps at the tomb. So Mary suffers a second time. And again, the suffering, I really feel like highlights Mary's humanity. You know, it makes her relatable to us in that she shares in similar sufferings that we face throughout our lifetimes. Maybe not the disappearance of people's bodies, but that idea. And then the third thing, despite Mary's sinfulness and sufferings, I think that this third point is the most important thing that we know about Mary to be true. We know that Mary is the first person to whom the risen Christ appears, but he doesn't just appear, he makes it personal. So in 2017, Pope Francis gave a, com a full general audience dedicated completely to Mary Magdalene, and his words blow me away every time I read them. So I figured I would share just an excerpt of it um, with you guys today. So Mary discovers the most overwhelming event in the history of mankind when she is finally called by her name, Mary. How nice it is to think that the first apparition of the risen one, according to the gospels, took place in such a personal way. To think that there is someone who knows us, who sees us and sees our suffering and disappointment, and who has moved with us and then calls us by our name. So Jesus calls her Mary. The revolution of her life the revolution destined to transform the life of every man and woman begins with a name which echoes in the garden of the empty tomb. The Gospels describe Mary's happiness. Jesus' resurrection is not a joy which is measured with a dropper, but is a waterfall that cascades over life. Pope Francis goes on to say that Christian life is not woven of soft joys, but of waves which engulf everything. And he says, try to imagine right now, with the baggage of disappointments and failures that each of us carries in our heart, that there is a God close to us who calls us by name and says to us, rise, stop weeping, for I have come to free you. That just blows me away every time I read it, how profound it is that we have a God that enters into our mess and calls us by name. So I guess the question today is, you know, what does this all mean in terms of evangelization? And I think it's, it's important to then go back and look at, look at Mary. She was a sinner. She suffered greatly, but she was called personally by God to share the joy of the gospel, and that's exactly what she did. She ran back to the disciples and she proclaimed, I have seen the Lord. And St. Thomas Aquinas calls her the Apostle to the Apostles, which is such a cool title, right? Apostle being messenger or one who is sent. Mary Magdalene is literally the Apostle to the Apostles. And I believe that this is exactly what we're called to do each and every day. And so this point, I guess, brings me into my last point rather nicely. I believe that being a core member is one of the most important jobs or roles or positions or whatever you want to call it that you will hold in your life. Your witness has the ability to save and change these teens' lives. And I know that because it saved and radically changed my life during the course of my high school years. 
I don't know how many of you know the story of how I found Life Team, but I found Life Team the summer before my freshman year of, college, or of high school. I was 14 at the time, and that was the summer that my 16-year-old cousin um, was diagnosed with a rare and incredibly fatal form of cancer. And so to understand just how devastating this is, you have to understand the dynamics of my family. My mom is one of nine. I am one of 22 grandchildren. And every summer we were raised communally at our family camp. So that diagnosis was completely devastating to our family. So my cousin underwent countless surgeries. She went, uh, underwent dozens of rounds of chemo and radiation. And ultimately she passed away the week before Christmas, my freshman year of high school. And so to say that devastating, it was devastating would be a, a gross understatement. But through the darkest months and the darkest season of my life, something kept drawing me back to Life Teen. And I really think it was the core members. You know, they didn't know what was going on. I didn't let anyone into this brokenness and this darkness. And yet week after week, these core members would show up for me and they would radiate the joy of the risen Christ until I eventually found it on my own. And so I don't even want to begin to think what would have happened without this group, um, which is why I want to encourage you guys that you being here and you working to continue to spread the joy and good news to these teens is of the utmost importance. Because just like Mary Magdalene, we're all sinners. We all suffer. We all have brokenness. But Christ, again, personally calls us by name and asks us to share this truth of Christian joy. So that's my prayer for you guys today, um, that you might find the strength to continue to spread this joy every day. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Holy Family Presents. We hope that this talk from Maggie Terzolo has inspired you to go out and make the gospel known personally to yourself and others. If you're interested in being involved with evangelizing the young people of our parish and in our community, I'd encourage you to think about joining our Life Teen Core Team. The Life Teen Core Team is a group of adult volunteers who help in the process of evangelizing the young people here at our parish and letting them know that Jesus Christ loves them, he's here for them in their lives, and that no matter what, he is walking with them on the journey of life. If you're interested in getting involved in some way with our core team for Life Teen, reach out to our evangelization and youth ministry director, Nick Longo. If you like this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend and leaving a review on iTunes.